Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Speak As You're Moved. This is your host, Josh Jernigan, here with you live, keyword on live, other podcasts don't get that, with my fellow co-host, <laughs> Derek Roebuck. Good evening, everyone. Matteo Collins. <laughs> Say good evening. <laughs> I know. Good I, think, good I know. Good evening. At first, what, I thought what are you going to say? I already already took evening, so <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Say no, he said. I, at first, I thought he said like I don't know, like putting us together, and then I realized no, he no, said no, Mateo. Mateo, because yeah, wow. I, I was setting you up to say Buenos Noches. Buenos so Noches. I didn't say it this time because Mateo is was that not your name in in high school Spanish? I think um, so. Yeah, I don't know if I had yeah. a choice. Yep. Yeah. And Patrick Collins. <laughs> Buenos Noches. There you go. <laughs> we, I mean, we reach out to a, a, a broad group. I love the man. We're a group of fathers, friends, and followers of Christ, hoping to bring you uplifting fellowship and real-life conversation that glorifies our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, our topic is lay up for yourselves. I'm excited about this topic. I've done some research on this topic and the questioning all around laying up for yourselves with regards to retirement, savings, etc. And what we are called to do as Christians. Um, it's actually like more people have delved into it than I thought, if you go and do some research. But anyway, um, other than all that, neither you nor us know where this is going to go. So let's get started and speak as you are moved. Matt, can you lead us off with a word of prayer? Mateo, Mateo. Yes. All in Spanish? Time. No, I'm just I, that would be great. No. <laughs> Buenos dias. Amen, Jesus. Yes. Dios, gracias. Gracias, <laughs> Jesus. We be in. We be in. All right. There we go. And we thank you so much for the opportunity we have here to gather tonight, Lord. We uh, thank you for each and everyone that may be listening tonight, Lord. Um, we we also thankful for the ones that may listen later, um, whether it be from every platform that we're providing, Lord, tonight, Lord. We ask that you just um, be in the midst, um, guide our our thoughts and our hearts, Lord, as we uh, uh, speak for you and, and bring what uh, maybe you have given us, Lord, and, and what you have taught us through your word or, or just in, in life circumstances, Lord, that you've just blessed us with everything that um, we can thank or ask for, Lord. We ask that you just... Um, be with those that may be hurting tonight, struggling, Lord, or, or in need of um, encouragement. Lord, we, we also ask if there be anyone that takes a listen and, and finds themselves lost in the need of you, Lord, we we ask that you work with those hearts as well. Lord, let them just, um, let your spirit direct us, uh, guide us through every aspect of our lives, um, keep us humble and holy on this life, and we always kind of give you the praise. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you, guys. I, um, sorry, yeah. I got. I'm, I'm. I'm starting. So I, I just. I jumped in. We're speaking here, really quick, Josh. I'm thinking. I'm retracting. Yeah. Retract. Well, slowly pulling back. Maybe sixty percent, not all the way. My last week's icebreaker of what I want to do with the kids subbing out. Wow. And I'm falling farther into the bath category and less into the mm. night. Category. That's rough. As I started, to, well, dark side. As I started to think about it, sorry, I figured I'd share that. Just let well, y'all no, know. We can go on into it, guys. I need to. And, I mean, I guess not record it because that's illegal. I think, but my let y'all know our bath time routine because I mean we just have fun. Do y'all have the spray soap foam stuff? Kids love it. 
I mean, just get it everywhere. I mean, just, just I mean, like tonight, I think they went through a whole can, which I was kind of mad because I just bought the can. But other than that, I mean, they're spraying it everywhere, all kind of toys. Um, if you have water left over from the previous like shower, that's great because then you got ice cold water to like you know dump on it. It's great. At least have fun. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I have a good icebreaker for you tonight, though, or at least I think it is. But it's going to take some um, some self analysis. Okay, so be, okay. be ready to 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 have some self deprecation. All right. What's the most embarrassing or regrettable fashion trend that you used to rock? Hmm. Ooh, long hair. There you go, Patrick, out of the gate. <laughs> Don't even have to think about it. You mean like that? Uh, was it parted in the middle? Was it parted in the middle? Like well, long? when I was when I was, I don't remember if I parted it, but I certainly. I mean, it's got to go one it. side of your face and the other. So yeah, know? I mean, it was bad. It was like down on my shoulders, and <laughs> I just thought it was hot stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just so bad. It's so bad. I think I have some pictures when it was really long. Like, you came down to here and went to a football game with us or something. I, really <laughs> was, but I, I just remember those pictures, and I'm like, yeah, this is long. <laughs> be fine, then. It'd be great if you could do yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll it. Yeah, we'll, we'll put them on the Instagram. We'll put them on the Instagram. We definitely will get some more uh, some more outreach, you know, some more engagement from our followers. No, just, we, uh, just set them on fire. I guess, I guess, you know, like, the only pro is, like, like we keep a photo in the house. My hair is not long. But, but we were in the house of Mar and I when we were in our like we were first getting together. We were at a wedding or something, mm-hmm. but we both look really nice and we're both like super tan and like fit. And I got all my hair, and I, I'm I'm like you've got to keep this in the house so that Becca knows that at one point like you know Daddy had his hair. You know they're like it, it's like you know just so she knows that at one point it used to be there at some point. <laughs> But the long hair, way. the long hair, you can definitely burn it. Used to be a lot of it. Yeah, I don't know what came over me. That's that's awesome. I mean, no. you get bad call. Same look. I mean, it, it worked for Samson, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it did. Well, it worked until it Derek, didn't work. <laughs> you, you have a regrettable. <laughs> oh man, Derek, you got a regrettable for me. No, I got a regrettable that I wanted, but that was not allowed to. That that, that counts. Oh, do tell Montel. <laughs> Frosted tips. I have a regrettable for you. Oh <laughs> my goodness! You serious? <laughs> but it was, I don't know. If, I don't remember if it was frosted tips or if it was just bleached hair in general. Um, who had it that inspired you? Don't care about oh, I don't know. I don't remember who had it. I, I think Blake may have had it at one point, but he had a buzz head. Um, but I don't know. I just he was so trendy. I wanted to do it. And, and mom was like, if God wanted you to have blonde hair, he would have gave you blonde hair. <laughs> oh, good. And uh, nice. pretty much the same thing. I would talk to my kids if they ask something stupid like that. So, Man. Oh. You remember, speaking of long hair, William Walker? That's our buddy. And yeah. I don't know if he regrets his decision his or he wishes. His was long, too. Like, super long. His was long and thick. I can't say yeah, anything yeah. about long hair. Mine ain't real short. No. Derek, I thought you were going to go with uh, those Please skater me, shoes that were like all like oh, really, no. really big. Yeah, <laughs> and you would like fold your socks over. Like, I mean, no, I do remember the folding socks to make them ankle socks. <laughs> no, I do you, that. Couldn't, you couldn't run in them or anything because they were not like 
I mean, they were barely on your foot. I remember no, you, you, like, you were begging remember. your mom for them, and you like she gave you money for for shoes, and then you saved that money, and then you asked her for money again because yeah. like it wasn't enough. Like, yeah, those DC shoes, man. <laughs> yes. Just get them. <laughs> no, I might. I probably will think of something better later on, but as of right now, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Okay. I'm sure I have many regrettable. Man. It's not. I know the, it's hard. It's not for the, the guy that still rocks Crocs. I know it's. It's not the Crocs. <laughs> hey, I did have. Hey, I'm. I trendsettered. Well, I don't know if I trendsetted the Crocs, but I haven't crossed over to like the white Crocs and all that. But I did have the Wallabies before Wallabies were cool. I had them back in high school. Um, and they came back into style. Remember those? I don't know. I hated them ever since I seen them. Because I was wearing them, or just because? No, in just in general, because they're stupid. <laughs> well, I don't really regret those because they were super comfortable. I think uh, one thing that I did for a little bit, it might have been until you roll your ankle. Yeah, but I mean, what are you doing now? Like you're just walking around. <laughs> you play basketball. You walk. You like Chad Bates out yeah, there maybe. on the basketball maybe. court with his Timberlands. I wear shoes that you can't do everything in. Chad Bates would always roll his ankle on the Tims. He's so aggressive. Yeah, he did rock the Tims. I'm out here, ball boy. Little Bubba, <laughs> balling. <laughs> I would say. For a minute, oh man, I don't know if it was middle school, or it might have been like right into high school. There was like a style going around, and which I don't know why. And I think it lasted pretty quickly, and thankfully they would take off. Where like you would tuck in the front of your shirt, yeah, and leave mm-hmm. the back out. Pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Do y'all remember that, or was I just the only mm-hmm. weirdo that did it? I remember mm-hmm. it. Um, did, Matt, did you ever pop the collar? I don't know, man. That's a good question. I feel like I might had. Oh, I don't know if I did. I don't think I did. Patrick, did I pop my collar? I don't remember you popping the collar. I remember some some boys ironing their collars and then popping them. Well, popping them, ironing them, and then wearing it that way. Yeah, I don't really. I think that I, was excessive. I was never much of a dresser up or anyway though. Like in high school, it was like shorts and a t shirt, and then like oh, you need to get to the shell choker necklace. Oh, oh, I think speaking. I think Blakey might have wore that one. <laughs> Blake. Oh yeah, Blake was. Man, I don't think that's what I'm thinking. Like that was kind of weird. I mean, I had the long hair for a while, um, but I didn't really mind it. I mean, because I can't. My hair is falling out anyway. Um, and then I we'll buzzed an episode on that later. I know. Seen it. I buzzed it that one time, like super short, and that was really embarrassing. I don't think that was like a trend, though. That was just Josh Simons went too short on the buzzer. <laughs> I, I'm gonna stick with the the shirt in the front, Josh, tucked in like with the back. I did it for a while, and then I I don't know, maybe maybe someone made fun of me and I quit doing it. I don't know. All right, so I got y'all beat. All right, I don't know if y'all remember this or not. It was a few months there. For some reason. I was like, look, I can rock whatever I want to rock. Let me rock this orange safety vest. Oh, my goodness. All right, I can't exactly remember the exact reason. There's some good reason. But I was like, like, y'all, we're all hanging out. Y'all can see where I'm at a little bit better. And so I was wearing an orange safety vest on a family vacation to Gatlinburg. And, like, it was a cloth one, like, maybe, like, hunting, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, this is what I'm wearing. Y'all can find me really easy. 
I mean, like in big crowds, lots of crowds, you know, walking up and down the strip, going to Fanny Farkles, that kind of stuff. And um, I remember I uh, I was at Ober Gatlinburg, and they've got an ice skating ring there, still there. And um, I was ice skating with the uh, safety vest on. <laughs> and looking back, of course they thought this, but they thought that I worked there. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> why, why else would somebody have an orange safety vest on? And uh, they were like coming and like reporting people to me and stuff. And I'm just skating around. They're like, hey, you know, he's you know, and he's skating too fast and da da da. I mean, like everybody's telling everybody to me, and I was like, oh, thank you, oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> I didn't work there. Oh, I just, I don't, I don't exactly remember. I mean, I remember like wanting, like you know, a kind of, I'm kind of a, um, a leader a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. so like group leader. Um, I was wearing the orange safety vest and, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a need for it. It was more of a fashion trend. Man, um, surprising so, take off. That would have been awesome. I know. I, I was thinking it might, but I, I don't think I stuck with it long enough. You know, I think that was it. You gotta be prepared to ride it out. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like after a while I'm like, what, what am I, what am I, what am I, what am I doing here? And uh, so I, I, I ran across it a, a, you were, you're a just while back. In your profession, like this was what you wanted to be when you grew up. I know. I just, I'm like, man, where's my hard hat? I mean, you were just ready. Ten years, you were prophesying a little bit. I didn't even know I was going to be in commercial construction. But I did, but I didn't, right? So that was, um, that's my embarrassing fashion trend I used to rock. That was only a short period of time, maybe a month or so. Um, but I did rock it. Were you in middle school? High school? I I believe it was uh it was middle school. It was it was <laughs> it was prior to Meredith becoming my girlfriend. Gotcha. Um so yeah, that'd been middle school. So yeah. Oh I, I have one, another one too. What's that? The uh not tying your shoes. Like I would put them <laughs> in the knots onto the thing. Like yeah. I don't I don't get that now that I think about it. Did I remember you put it straight across too. I still do that like instead of the crisscross. You did it like straight across. No, it was so basically like I loosened the whole shoe up with the, I mean the the laces, and then I there's like a maybe three inches on each side, and I, I put them in a knot so they would never you know go back into the shoe. But then you never have to tie them. You can just take it's like basically slip ones. And like I remember your dad come up to me one time like, uh, "Son, are you going to tie your shoes or?" Like, 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 what do you think? Did you forget the next step? I was like, I was like, no, dude, come on, come on, brother Sam, come on, Mr. Sam, don't you know? Trying to burn, trying to be helpful. I know. It was awesome. Maybe that's when I quit. Maybe I was like, man, he's got a point. This is dumb. (laughs) Yeah. What what, what am I accomplishing here? And that's where I got with that uh, safety vest. Like, what, what am I trying to accomplish here? And, um, yeah. So I actually had family members ask me not to wear it um, prior to me wearing it. And I'm still like, nah, I'm wearing it, yo. <laughs> <laughs> the safety vest reminds me of this YouTube video. These guys tried to see – they had a safety vest and a ladder. And they tried to see how many places they could get into Yeah, just carrying works, a ladder. Man. And it was hilarious. They walked I mean, into all kinds of places. Nobody wants to mess with you. Like you're trying to do work, you know? <laughs> it was That's serious awesome. places too like they were like walking into i don't know like i mean not they're walking into banks i mean libraries um, you hotels. Act like you know what you're doing 
you can get in almost anywhere. It's the looking All around or, or being sheepish is what gets you. I would be like, like the best thief because I just think I can blend <laughs> in so well. They, oh but yeah, they they walked into all these places like, and just at one point there was this giant line outside of a store or something I think, and he just walks by everybody, turns and walks in the store, and nobody said a word, and I was yeah. cracking up. And then funny enough, I think the people that finally stopped him was the movie theater. The movie theater didn't let him in, which yeah. is really unusual, but because I would have thought like a bank maybe, but anyway, it was hilarious. They just wore safety yeah. vests and grabbed like a six step a frame ladder and just i'm not six foot six foot a frame ladder and just like walked walked yeah, when i wear my when I, when I wear my my safety vest and like i got my little tag id hanging down and that kind of stuff like i can walk anywhere in hospitals all that kind of stuff like ors everything like nobody messes with you it's weird but um they don't know who i am but anyway good stuff guys thanks for the contributions on that um <laughs> So tonight's topic is lay it for yourselves. And we all know us Bible readers um, know, you know, the Bible tells us to lay not for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust are corrupt and thieves break through and steal, but lay your treasures in heaven. And, and that that's where I'm going with this. But because um, we got to have a biblical mindset when we, when we do anything, um, especially with regard to planning for our future, I kind of want to pick y'all's brains on what you guys are doing, think you should do, um, how you're going about what you think you should do. I'm going to start with retirement. Okay, guys? That's a long uh-huh. way away. Um, well, I'm I have trying a, to be done by 40. Well, and that, Not going to happen, though. That, that's, that's the funny thing. Like, <laughs> are you done? done? Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Derek, Derek, if Derek, if you would just do what you were supposed to do, just not work in Columbia, you'd be, you'd be there. Derek's already done. He's there. <laughs> yeah. He made it. Yeah. So. It's funny, like I'll get people with that, like they're like, "Well, you know," they start talking about it. It's older people, and uh, and I'll be like, "Well, I've been thinking about retiring," and they're like, "Look at me," because they don't know, like, is this guy serious? Does he have a lot of money, or what's the deal with him? I'm like, "No, no, no, I can't retire anytime soon." But I like thinking about it. Like, I think it sounds great, doesn't it? (laughs) And they don't know what to do with that. So, I can retire for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about retiring. <laughs> really? Yeah, I love thinking about it. What are you, what are you like? I'm going to be 80 and it's going to be great. Um, so retirement, is that something us as Christians should do? What y'all think? Oh, retire in general? Just retire in general because there actually is a, a train of thought out there that, you know, there was not, I mean, it's not a whole lot of biblical backing for us just quitting work whenever we think we're good. You know, because um, the, yeah. there's a lot of, of work for the church. I mean, and actually, um, I think the Bible says something along the lines of um, yeah. basically, if you don't, uh, you don't work, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Thessalonians. Yeah. So, I mean, you the guys man's think not to work, he's not to eat. Yeah. So, I mean, granted. You know, we have certain things built in case in our society with regards to Social Security and stuff, but that doesn't necessarily dictate what we as Christians do. It shouldn't anyway. So um, you think we should retire? I mean, are you guys hoping to retire one day? I, I am. I hadn't really put Josh much thought into it. I think um, I would like to. I mean, I don't really know when that will happen, what God has for my plan. I mean, you know, I mean, I could. And I mean, I think just really. See, I couldn't just like sit on the couch and like you know have a you know go through a routine and not do anything. I'd have to be doing something. Right. If, so if um, you just stop doing altogether, I think you die. 
Like, I mean, like I've, I've, yeah. I've seen but I, that happen. I, I just think about it in my mind. But then, now that you're asking the question, I wonder if it really, of like, okay, if I was to retire at like a reasonable age. Um, well, what's that? What, what age is that? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, man. Ooh. Hmm. 60, 55, 60, 60. Wow, okay. I mean, that's not what I'm, my, that's not my I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty long. I mean, I mean, I, I've got a father-in-law that's like 65 and, um, I don't want him to retire anytime soon. Just yeah. so, <laughs> I'm like, just don't, just don't retire. Like you, you love what you're doing, right? Like just keep this thing rolling. Well, I guess like, I'm not saying like, that's when my more or less goal is, but like, um, I guess when I'm saying like the 60 thing is, if I'm not working for, for the man or if I'm not in employment by myself, um, and, and I can, I think from a financial standpoint, you obviously got, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to retire because it sounds like a good idea and then go broke in two years. Right. Um, so, and if that, if that transitional period does not happen, um, you know, then you obviously have to keep working. But I guess from what I'm thinking is to me, from a spiritual standpoint, um, I believe I think it would do it would it would free me up more time, you know, for doing I guess what I could for the Lord. Right. Um not to say is this a crutch right now, but if if you don't have to go to work from nine to five, you know, you can do stuff. Now some people's lives are ministry, you know, and they're missionaries and that's literally what you know, they'll they'll that's their job and they'll well, not their, I mean, yeah, that's their calling and then they'll retire, you know, doing that because they'll always do it. Um yeah. and so maybe that's that's you know, I don't know. That's not the field that I, I feel like I've been called to right now. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess like, and I think, and I think from a standpoint of just being able, um, I need to find the scripture I was thinking about, but to, I guess, spend time if I, if the Lord blesses me with grandkids, mm-hmm. um, cause I'm, I'm just thinking like way down the road. So that would obviously be a step if I was still alive and, and my kids got married and, or, you know, and they had kids, whatever. And that would be an enjoyment to, to, you know, to take that step. Um, yeah. so I don't know. I don't really know Josh to answer your question. Like about like, like, I feel like it's like in the 60 range would be cool because you can, you still got some, you got some life left in you. Yeah. But, but then you got a long time that you got to save up for to make yeah, that and, happen. Like, and realistically, hopefully you're still going to, live for another 30 years you know yeah realistically that probably wouldn't be the it's almost kind of like that would be the time but like like once you hit like 80 you know you lose a little bit of your your mobility mobility yeah i guess i yeah. would say um some some yeah. greater than others patrick are you uh are you looking to retire at something some age i mean i guess it's a little bit different you know for our generation we don't typically work for ourselves as much um, mm-hmm. and Derek, I, I, I guess, you know, then it'll go to you, like just kind of what's your thought process on that? Like just working until you can't work anymore. Um, what, what are you guys thinking? So I'll jump in on the retirement cause, um, mm-hmm. this is actually something I've spent a lot of, a uh, lot of time in prayer about and search the scriptures. Um, and I'm, I'll be honest, I still don't have a definite conviction about it, but God's given me more light on it than I've. I've had in years past. Um, I mean, for the most part, I don't ever see, I don't see anything in the Bible that, that says that we should just, you know, take time and leisure and play. Um, and, and, you know, and, and for the example, the quintessential retirement of 
you work some odd years till you hit 60. And then I know guys that still come by the office and they're, they literally don't have anything to do. And so they just come by, they go to lunch, they go play golf, take a nap. And I mean, that's their day, just day after day after day. And mm. I feel like that, that, I mean, if kind of like what Matt alluded to, if there was a world where financially I did not have to support myself and I mean, I had some passive income that supported myself and my family, then the, it would really just be more like a full-time ministry. I mean, I would be able to take those hours and just commit to more and more of the, of working for the Lord. And I even see that now it can almost be frustrating because like you'll get situations where church members are in the hospital or, you know, there's somebody that just needs a meal or needs to be picked up, needs a ride, just little things. And you're just like, mm-hmm. so you're, you're, you're handcuffed. I mean, you can't, cause you got a job, you know? So, right. um, so the idea of retirement for me is just not the quintessential, you know, retirement that I guess America would think of, or you see portrayed. I, I don't really have any motivation or desire to accomplish that. Um, so I guess maybe I'll stop there and let other guys chip in and, um, and, and, but I mean, I got some thoughts on them kind of on the financial side too. And yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would I just something. say, Josh, I don't want to confuse listeners. Like, I'm not saying like my goal is 60. I feel like realistically, if I ever th- like say I'm going to settle down, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be in like the, you know, 65, seven, I mean, 70 seems like it's like kind of just creeping up more. Like it's like a, like the new 50. So, yeah. and, and, and I, and maybe I, I feel like that's like a good, like a 70 is kind of a good rank. I don't know. I really don't, you know, um, as far as oh. like, cause we don't really know we have. Yeah. You I, could I have an uncle that retired, yeah. uh, at a young age and he had made enough money to where he felt like he could do so. Um, and you know, especially if you're in business, you know, for yourself and you, you know, so have some kind of windfall. I mean, do you keep on just making more, making more, or do you utilize that and be able to utilize your time different and better? Um, Derek, are you, uh, you planning on working forever? Or uh, I mean, I did the air quotes on the working. Cause I mean, I, I don't know if we had like full-time job or, you know, well, this, this fallacy that I don't work. No, I, you do accurate. work. You do work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more it's accurate just, than it's not. um so yes i have i say i my wife has put away money for retirement um which i don't know if it's necessarily money we would use to not work any longer um but she says you retire to something as opposed to retiring from something um but I, I am a, I work because I enjoy what I do. I don't right. care about the money as much. Um, well, because. Go down the built-in price then. <laughs> <laughs> except, for, <laughs> except for, except for Matt's built-ins. They're going to be very expensive. Yeah. Um, Still waiting. I don't. Matt uh, does work for the money. I think. Don't yeah, well, I don't. I would not be selling roofs for free. I'm just going to tell you right now. I don't. Well, no, I don't want to. I mean, you have to make a living. Um, yeah. But I'm saying I don't. I don't see myself working to become rich. 
um, and could because there's other things that I could do, um, and I could make more money at it, but I don't necessarily want to, because like Patrick said, I, I don't have a desire to be rich, and, and when I say rich, I mean like. Everybody, that's kind of a relative term, I suppose. That yeah, what a lot of people would say you already are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People would say, you know, because I can afford, you know, to live in the house that I'm living in and, and drive the car that I drive and have food on the table. That yeah, I am rich in comparison mm-hmm. to, you know, people out there. Um, but I'm saying that there's not like a, I don't feel the the ambition to make something of myself. You know, I don't. That might be a bad way of putting it, but. You know how some people they want to they want to make something of themselves. They want to be right. a success in this world, and mm-hmm. um, and that's good to have ambitions and everything. I just don't, um, I don't really have that as much. I kind of just work because I need to, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. I enjoy working because it affords me the ability to buy more tools. And when I have tools, I need to put <laughs> them to work. You know, that's pretty much the only thing I really like to do when it comes to work, it's just buy tools, you know, and then with those tools, I like to use them. So then using the tools makes more money, but I do not think I will retire in the, in the sense that, you know, like Patrick was saying, where you don't have anything to do when you kind of just bored and you play golf a lot. And, no, you know, I see the, him being more like your dad, like maybe, you know, you're not, I mean, you've never been one to go into office or whatever, but like, you know, yeah, you don't have as probably. much responsibilities. You know, I like you can the, help um, out. You can the freedom of. So I yeah. guess because I own my own business, people look at that in the world and say, "Well, he has freedom mm-hmm. because he owns his own business," and that is true to a degree. And anybody yeah. that you that owns their own business, you go and ask them how much freedom they have, they might have different a different answer than what you expect. Um, you know, everybody has a boss, and even me, and even you know, point to anybody. Everybody has a boss, whether it's the the CEO of the company they work for or their clients or, you know, whoever. But I I like like Patrick said, I would love to have the the freedom to do whatever is is asked of me without having to worry about getting my job done that day. And you could look at my schedule and say, well, Derek, you kind of have that. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I guess I could. Yeah. I mean, I think if Patrick was to come here tomorrow and be like, Derek, I need help with this, I would probably be able to help him. Um, I would just make it work out, you know, because my wife will tell me your schedule is flex- more flexible than mine. And, and it is, but it, it just means that my hours shift during the day, whether it's I go to work at seven or I go to work at 11. You know, it's the the work still got to get done, but um, I like retirement where I'm still working, but I don't have the um, the responsibility to be there every day and to have to get. Right. You're not you're done. not looking to just bank up a ton of money to go on 15 cruises in a year. Yeah. Correct. But right. you're, Most of the you're just basically like scaling do. back your business. Is all you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I'm not even really. I mean. Because you're just think, saying you want to work less. My you like what you right now. Yeah, like well, it's kind of like I could scale it back for now. It's kind of like Derek. If I I don't want to speak for you, but I know. I mean, I, we've talked about this before, so I feel comfortable. I can say this. Like when Derek Derek comes at Thanksgiving and loves it, 
And he literally does the most Thanksgiving he, work weekend. He does the exact same thing he does for his job. But I've still seen you take a lot of pleasure in that. And oh, no you're doubt. not getting paid one red cent. But it's like you're working. I don't know. It's like you're still doing the same thing you're doing, but you're doing it by choice, you know. And yeah. it's like, I don't, it's just, there's a, there is a difference there. I feel like it, it, it is it definitely helps to love what you do. You're unique in that, in that you can, you, you have a oh, passion right. and you, and you can pursue it as heavily or as lightly as you want. I think you can, you could for the rest of your days, be able to manage your workflow on, on how heavy or how light you want it, you know? Yeah. Um, which is good. Um, I don't have intrinsic pleasure in putting up drywall. I'll just put that out there. Um, Maybe like, you need to find pleasure in what you do, Joshua. Life's too short to not enjoy your work. <laughs> oh, I do. That's why I gals fast can. <laughs> but it's more of along the lines of what Matt was saying. Like I enjoy making money in order to do other things. <laughs> enjoy to do okay. the things that I really enjoy. Which Provide is for the family. Travel with the family. You know, go to church. Support whatever the church is doing. That kind of stuff. Um, and I'll tell you my thoughts real quick on, on some of the research that I did on just the fact of retiring. The Bible does, while it doesn't, you know, list out this age, the beautiful age of 60, um, that kind of came from, you know, I think, you know, when we were in the industrial age, people over the age of 40, you're starting to lose productivity. You kind of want them out of the workplace. And how do we do that? Um, you get an age 60 or something where the government kind of takes over 60 something. And um, and go from there because they're not near as um, productive for the for the you know kind of good. Well, the Bible somewhat endorses that, and that the the Levites, um, if they were above fifty, they were officially retired from the work yeah. of caring for the temple, and then the other they they mentored and they kept them, you know, but they um, they didn't. They didn't have near the responsibility as before, you know? And so with regards to retirement, like I think I've always been against this. And there's a whole market for mm -hmm. people that move away from the church and their sphere of influence to retire. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we, we've built amenity centers for, um, and down in Charleston, there's like a Del Webb, a lot of Del Webb properties. Um, and like the Margaritaville got into it. There's a whole lot of ones that, that have built up, whole you know marketing ploys for these people that want to move away and retire somewhere and have planned activities yeah, Florida, and Florida's all, blowing up doing oh that yeah too. i mean florida and, and buford and savannah and that whole the, the whole 95 strip all the way down is just going crazy and i don't think that's biblical moving from your sphere of influence really stops what you can do for the i mean it, it really restricts what you can do for the lord and replacing it for for pleasure and I don't, I think, as you were saying, I think Patrick and Derek both mentioned, um, having the opportunity and the flexibility to do more for the Lord, to mentor more, to pick up people. Um, we just had the passing of um, a, a brother of ours, Brother Albert Williams, and his retirement, per se, was moving to our church headquarters and helping out tremendously on, you know, on the maintenance and upkeep of our facilities there. Um, he was far from retired, even though he was away from, you know, his town that he grew up here in, in, or lived in for most of his life here in Columbia. Um, so I, I, I think we still have a requirement to mentor and teach and disciple after, um, we're 
not necessarily the most productive. Put it that yeah. way. I mean, um, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. No, you go. You go. I was going to say, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I, you, you can, if I can think about like, you know, let's just say a dog block, for example. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I could probably occupy, I could probably literally go to the, go to the church tomorrow morning and say, Hey, Jeremy, he's the one that runs Rod James Center. I got you. I got all the time in the world. And if I want to literally just work for him as a volunteer, what you mm-hmm. want me to do? You want me to go deliver things? You want me to go pray with people? You want me to go run your, your, um, administer uh, your homeless ministry in, uh, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's, there's handfuls of things like where like I basically said, no, okay. Cause I got to work. So uh, that to me fascinates me. Um, and it even has shifted me to sometimes thinking like, okay, what, what job out there? Like, oh yes. I, I think the closest thing you maybe think is like owning your business or, or maybe, but that, you know, that might take more time like Derek said, but is there jobs out there that maybe creates flexibility or gives more time right. or, um, there's companies out there that let you use time for a volunteer. And then there's a trade-off of those too. I mean, there's, yeah. there's some of those jobs that have more flexibility, but don't have the money. And, and the church needs both. It needs yeah. both volunteers and it needs financial, you know, and, contributions. And, 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 and so I'm not, a, yeah. And I'm not like saying too, like, Hey, you know, if, if you're not going and doing something like, you know, working a soup kitchen every day, you're failing. I mean, but like you said, like, like if, like if like someone's in the hospital or, you know, a brother's, you know, had a, had an issue, you know, and, and you are a sister and you want to go visit them and go pray with them. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like for instance, I know Derek's talking about Don, his father-in-law. I don't know if his things have changed, but maybe a, I think was something he wanted to do is maybe like, you know, retire, or whatever, rent an RV and be able to travel to church to church. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like there's some other people that have that same mindset and trying to accomplish it. Um, and like those things are fantastic, but I do think too, like, um, from a retiring standpoint, if you're like not taking a lot, like if you're not wanting to, you know, basically go on a cruise every weekend, like you're saying, Josh, or realistically a lot, if you, if you're shrinking your, you know, your income a little bit and your, and your, and your way of life at retirement to where you don't need as much, then you can kind of, or if you don't have any debt too, that's another easiest way to get out of it. But you know what I'm saying? And you, you can free yourself up a little bit more and, and faster. But I, I never think we need to um, sacrifice the way that we support God's ministry just for our own, you know, benefit. You know, yeah. <laughs> you get old, you quit giving to the church as much or something like that. That, that just that, that, that just seems backwards to me. Now, I do think the Bible tells us to work and to keep working and provide for ourselves. Like I was mentioning earlier, Patrick, that, that was for Second Thessalonians 3. And 10, if any would not work, neither should he eat. And in the 12th verse, it says, Now them that are, such as we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. So we are to eat our own bread and not become a a burden to others. Like, And that's kind of one of the things I have. I mean, we have a unique situation here with Social Security, you know, where you paid into your whole life. Mm-hmm. I want to get something back out. You know, if I'm forced to have this retirement plan, I want the money back, you know? Um, yeah. Always been a, propon- a proponent for um, individual uh, savings accounts within, within Social Security, but I don't think that'll ever happen. But, because um, they like to play around with that money too much. But on 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 that note, and, and I, we do not have near enough time in the hour to do this, because I have just stacks and stacks of paper here in my hand, just <laughs> of different ideas on retirement and, um, and, and we might even bring a guest speaker 
Derek's wife. Didn't she do financial planning on that, Derek? She did. Um, yeah, ma'am. So, and I, I've got a whole spiel, and I might not get to it tonight, but I, if you guys do not have a Roth IRA, I, I want to help you set one up because, like, the the benefits are just are just there. Okay, that's the one thing that, that I think it would benefit us all to have if you don't have one. Um, I, we're going to get there. But what I, what I did want to start off on the financial thing, we'll, we'll briefly touch on it. I'm not going to cut myself out with no time, even though I only got two jokes in this week. Two jokes, guys. I'm giving out stuff free. Two jokes. It's um, not enough, but Josh. Not, I tell you. <laughs> up the ante. Um, A new car. Yeah. Oh, you missed out. <laughs> um, but uh, on that, and, and hopefully you guys will, will humor me, and we can do another where I – where I get to go into um, IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks, and that kind of stuff, and try to help out some listeners that may not know exactly where to turn on that stuff. Um, wants to say, not that they have a bunch to save up, but wants to start a practice of saving um, so they can be more beneficial to their family, to their church um, in, in the long run. Um, but I, I do, I am curious, Derek is, you know, I know that you work just for because you love it, but <laughs> must be nice. Um, what <laughs> not need to get paid? What I mean, amount? I don't care of, if I get paid. Either. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm still regretting that you haven't done the stuff in my basement yet. Um, the build-ins around the safe. I think that would mm. you know that would that would One really really, really that would be really rewarding for you to look at that work. You know, <laughs> I did that. You know. Um, I don't know if you can put a, a price. I took on my what time. That no, that. that's why he's not busy. He's he's not busy, but yet he's got people t- three months backed up. Because I will work two days a week, son. <laughs> he creates an artificial demand. That is genius. You know, I mean, like, oh, thank you. The, the suppliers I'm glad you they can make a it. make a run on metal studs. They can justify an increase. You know, right now metal studs are going up because there's a perceived you know demand coming. Yeah. Um, Derek, you might know, be you a last so job much demand. commission in for. There you go. But you've created <laughs> artificial out. demand. Like if you, you would just work, me out. if you just work four tens, I mean, everybody, you'd be looking for work. So, <laughs> um, but question: How much right. money, dollar amount, would you need in your mind to retire today? Like if if, if somebody was going to write you a check, be like, right. "Hey, man." You retire. Well, all right. We got to. I got to preface this with some information. Okay. That depends on how you want to live. That's what I was. Yeah. I know. Oh, hundred percent. Right. No, no, I know. So it, to to continue my lifestyle of whatever it is now, <laughs> I I would need whatever this amount of money. I don't know, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Who knows? But the idea is, I do not want to continue my lifestyle when I retire. That's my opinion. Okay. I do not want. I want to. I want to get down as as downsized as much as I possibly can. Like, and I know that seems weird to a lot of people, but like, I'm in the. I'm the proponent of selling it all, it's living in a motorhome, and and rolling around. You know, I'm the proponent of retiring to the campground and becoming the new Albert. You know, oh man, that, that fits my <laughs> idea of retirement. You know, or the new Bobby, yeah, or the new Bobby. Bobby is not going to last, so oh my goodness, I need to hurry up and step in because <laughs> that man is working himself to death. 
Um, you, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll, I'll lose my mind if, if we lose dear Bobby tomorrow. I hope we don't leave. It, <laughs> it's our fault. We worked him to death. Um, he no, he does himself. That's not like so, – so for me, you know, to do that, it wouldn't really take that much money. You know, I would just throw out – Fifty thousand dollars a year because I I have no idea. I'm getting. I have a wife for that. She takes care of that. His wife is the financial planner, man. But you you don't understand. But I'm saying is I would if I moved to the campground if I was to sell my house, and that would probably pretty much be enough to to support me because I'm still working. You know, right? And my and my my taxes on my uh, the taxes on the house there is like what 150 a year or something silly. Yeah, hundred thirty. Yeah, yeah, insurance is more than than the taxes on it. I mean, I just got a text um, from my wife that said that's pretty much not going to happen. So, um, so to answer, (laughs) Derek, your original question, I don't. Maybe, maybe God will call her to the same ministry, Derek. Well, no, here's the deal on that, Derek. Though, I I think I think you're going to have a little bit of influence. I know that you you, you've seen the benefits of of a simple life, like you know, just just there is a ton of benefits. But at the same time, when you have some granddaughter or something like that. When when Golden Child has some childs, you know what I'm saying. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so Piper has a kid, and you want to spoil that kid. Well, don't. broke grandpa is not going to be able to buy or even Christmas. No, like, there's some things no. probably <laughs> whatever your assumption is on what the grandpa is going to be. I'm pretty much the opposite of that. I I, I have I, no I, desire to spoil any children, including my own. No desire to spoil their grandchildren. Like, I do not think spoiling kids is going to help the kid all right. at all. Second Corinthians twelve and fourteen. <laughs> you know that one? We do. Let me let, let me let me let me go ahead and let's see. Uh, behold, these shall spoil the kids. Say the Lord. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you. For I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. Agreed. It's pretty ambiguous. Spoil your kids. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's, don't be a burden to be like, oh, we, dad couldn't make the car taxes. We're going to send some money. You know, like there's, there's something to be said for making sure that you got enough to spoil the kids a little bit. Or the grandkids. I think you're going to love your grandkids, Derek. He hopefully loves them more than I, his I kids. Gotta, I'm not saying I'm not going to love them. <laughs> You're going to want to take them on a trip. probably because I love them so much that I will not want to spoil them. Nobody I mean, likes you, a spoiled child. No. All right, so spoiled I think rotten. we can agree on that. It, it depends it's on the your same definition. Thing. Spoiled. No, no, because there's, there's people that have a lot that aren't spoiled. Like, they aren't spoiled rotten, okay? Okay. Like, it, it, it's different. And... and there's, I guess it's spoiled is a, it has a, a negative connotation. Okay. But there's people like my wife has had a lot of stuff afforded her by her parents. They've had an opportunity to do that, but it would all stop if she had a bad attitude about it. Okay. If she acted like a spoiled <laughs> brat. And so that's, that's where you draw the line and people, some people just keep on spoiling their kids and, and they end up like brats and you're right. Nobody likes that. But it doesn't just – getting spoiled rotten, and, and, but that doesn't just come by being a fortress. It's also a personality thing. So, okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying like 
like, I don't know. I just love, he I love traveling experience and stuff with, with my kids. And I just know I'm going to want to do that. If, if I'm blessed with grandkids, I'm going to want to do that. And well, I, I would agree. I would like to travel with the children, maybe not in the same manner, but I mean, there you go. Right. You get I'm your RV saying, when you retire and you take your I'm kids across country. I'm just saying, I do not require the original question is how much money do you need? I just said, I don't really think I'm going to need a whole lot of money because okay. my lifestyle is diminished substantially. And also I'm not, not working, you know, I'm still working and making some money, right. You know, doing stuff. Um, and then of course you have the retirement that, well, your definition of retirement isn't a ton different than your definition of a leisure career. Yeah, I mean, it's not just, a leisure career, just, but a, a See, now you get, now you got to get into it now. That's the genius of it. He's if going from three to three days to two. your current life, then you're always going to be retired. Well, he's going he's gonna to be retired. I don't know if we paid Albert, but if he's going to be the next Bobby Reese or Albert, then there, there's his income a little bit. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Patrick, do you have a dollar figure? Are you still we all retiring at the campground. I'm honestly, I've been praying about this. I'm, I'm about to stop contributing to my retirement. I'm about. Really? Yeah. Um, cause I've been, I'm not there yet, but I'm, the more I pray about it and think about it. See the way every dollar is not my dollar. Mm-hmm. So if I spend it, I'm spending God's money. Mm-hmm. So in Matthew, you know, Matthew, the sixth chapter of Matthew talks about take therefore no thought to the morrow. So the morrow takes on itself. It's sufficient to the day of the evil of the verse before that is seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added. The things being mm-hmm. the ne- the necessary things of life. Right. So, and then the verses before that talks about you cannot serve two masters. You'll love the one, hate the other. And then the verses before that are the verses we're talking about. Lay down up self, treasured on earth. So, I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, as of right now, I'm paying a little bit into a 401k match the company has set up with the expectation that at the end of my career, Around 60, 65, whatever, most all Americans, I'll have enough to pay me back, which is on the one hand, this is why I've been wrestled with this in prayer for so much. Because on the one hand, I'm like, okay, am I being a good steward of my money by preparing for a eventual end of my career? It's going to be the end of your career. Yeah. It's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but then on the other hand, I, I mean, I read the scripture and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I'm not required. Like, maybe that's God's job, I guess is what I'm saying. And so it's a lack of faith. And I need to take that money, that $200, which I'm literally investing in myself and invest it in, in his business, which I could. I mean, if I pulled that money out. I know right now people that are hurting, people that are sick, people that are without food that could use that $200. And so that's kind of what I've been praying about is like how, you know, because God says basically, and there's other scriptures too about, so it's not so much the, I, I, I agree with all the thinking on, like, I agree with the word of God's clear about debt. I mean, 
which is don't have it. You know, the word of God is clear about saving and budgeting, which is, you know, be a good steward of it. And I don't know. I'm like I said, I mean, it's I'm here's, wrestling here, about. Investing. Here's my thoughts on it. And hopefully this helps you, Patrick, on, on what on my own. This, this is me. OK, this is where, where I've, I've gotten with regards to being good stewards of money. There are people that will always be in need. OK, the poor you have with you always. OK, there will always be in need. What we do with our money, that basically with our time, with God's time that he's granted us here on earth, making money or however much to, to support the ministry and to support our families and to support our children and, and all the, the things that we do to support the feast meetings, to support everything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. With, with regards to that, there's some things that I feel like are kind of a no-brainer with regards to being a good steward. Like our church doesn't need, in my mind, the church body um, organization doesn't need to give out every cent that it has to be able to help the poor because then it would be in a worst situation to be able to help the poor. Okay. Like you could give it all away and then it's terrible. Okay. Or and I know churches that are like this. Um, you can have money on hand that because you have money on hand, whether it be within a trust or um, an endowment, or, you know, you take a group of money, uh, just a, a lot of money and put it in a certificate of deposit, you can make money. And so you're making money to be able to do more things in the future. Okay. You don't spend every cent you have now because you have perceived need. You, you want to plan for the future as well. And so churches having, you know, investment accounts, I don't think it's a terrible thing because you're using the tools granted you to save up for something in the future. Okay. And we, with regards to our, our career, I know that whenever I'm less useful here in the office, then I might be able to do more for Christ time-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if I have saved up a million dollars tax-free because I've invested in the way that our financial system lets us invest within a Roth IRA and I can get it, I can draw it out. I'm going to be better served to do what God wants me to do at that time because I was a, a good steward of that money. Now, yes, it's it's whether it's something we need to do now or something we do in the future. I, I, and I know that that's the struggle there, Patrick, you know, on what which one are you called to do? You know, am I yeah. called to do yeah, something with see, that money with now? With the 401k, I can't take – well, I can, but it's a penalty. It's a pretty yeah. big penalty. It was, so yeah, it, it, I can't once you take make these, that money yeah. out. You put it in a lockbox, basically. You don't. You act like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Because so let's just say, for example, yeah. let's say for example, I put in ten thousand dollars a year for the next mm-hmm. four. And I've thought about this. You know, I put in ten thousand dollars a year for the next forty years. Odds are good. By the time, let's see, so I'm thirty-two now, so that'll be seventy-two. Uh, 72. Odds are good. I'll have enough to live on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't know when I can take the, the 401k. So let's do 30 years and let's say I can take the 401k out at 62 years. Mm-hmm. What if I put in $10,000 for the next six or whatever? It doesn't matter. You, you get what I'm saying. What if I yeah. put in for the next 30 years and I'm here I am, I'm saving up for this retirement and I, and I die. What if I put in for the next 10 years? And hopefully, hopefully, well, then hopefully you put the church in your will. <laughs> That's right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, then I, I, mean, the, so then I leave mo- it to the church, but God was saying, 
I wanted you to do something. It's not the church's money. God has put me in charge of that money. So I'm at the but judgment and God's saying, what did you, you do? God looks that's... at me and says, what did you do? Because that's what he's saying to the man in Luke 12. He's saying, you, I gave you, and it's not just money. It's time. It's resources. Mm-hmm. I gave you this. I what gave this you do to with you. What I gave you. What did you do with what I, this, and this really, I've really prayed about this because it's hard when you drive by and it's, you know, and I, and I drive by people every day and they're hurting mm-hmm. and, and then all I just, and I, and, and I just think about appearing before God and him looking at me and going, well, and I say, well, Lord, I was trying to, I was trying to put in 401k so I'd have, uh, I'd have a retirement savings so I could have more time to serve you. And he's sitting here going, well, Jesus told you to take no thought for tomorrow. Lay not up for yourselves. Don't serve God and mammon and preach the gospel. Take no cloak or stay with you. Lighten your load and get out there and tell the Lord, I mean, tell the world about me. What'd you do with you? And I gave you, I gave you a pretty good sum to do that if you don't do all these other things. And I'm just like, well, Lord, hmm. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, and so this is why I'm, I'm on my knees about it because I'm like, but at the same time, it's I don't want to just take that money out, and you know because there is like you said, Josh. I agree with you. There's, there's so a lot me, of potential what, for gain there. So you know, and what are and what are you really what are you gonna do with it then? You know, I mean, are you sure that that's the right move for whatever that money is? Like, I mean, say you see these people hurting. What is the well, right yeah. move on that? I mean, do we do we save up? Do we do we end up with a counseling center to really have impact, or do we just throw money at the problem? Or what do you, what do you do? I mean, there's some things that will take tens of years, okay, um, decades to get into place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like through the years, it, with regards, you know, and, and, and for our listeners, you know, I am very invested in our church, okay? And right. I, I, I give to it. I want to give more. I want to be able, I want to be in the position in the future to give even more because I believe it is a very useful tool to a hurting society, our churches. And I believe the church as a whole can do more than us as individuals because there's enough collective individuals have more power whenever they're banded together. And yeah. I know that the church if has the church is willing to do, to do it. Right. And I, and, and I, I'm, I'm, cause I don't think that's that always is. the case for every church. I mean, there's a lot, well, I, I, there's a lot of parties well, that are, there's a lot of abuse of, of church yeah, friends. Yeah. And it's sad when you watch it and I'm thankful for our church. I don't feel like it's there. You know, we don't have leaders flying jets. Um, you know, that kind of stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, or showed up in a Bentley, you know, and they, you know, trying to justify it somehow. I feel like our, our church is a good vehicle for that. And I want to be in a good position to support that vehicle because there's going to be people that can invest their time a lot more than they have for money. And if I'm in a position to where I can invest more money to, for, for that cause, so be it. I mean, there, there is a, there's, I don't believe there's a one one specific answer you know i believe there's people with different talents in the body of christ well and the, the interesting about then that's why i ran through that because the text in matthew in the text that we're addressing it it is the context of the text is more than just you know lay not up and i really think i mean the way i the way i read it that 33rd verse but seek ye first the kingdom of god so it addresses all of us personally. Right. We that is our that's the first main and I'm not convinced I don't have to convince any of y'all of this tonight. That's our first main 
mission is to seek yeah. his kingdom. And yep. then, and then from all the other, it's added unto. And, and I, and I think from, at least from my part, especially when it comes to retirement, it kind of turns the conversation on its head a little bit because it's like, I go to God first mm-hmm. and then I let him tell me what to do with all this stuff that he's blessed us with. And honestly, when I look around at what he's blessed us with, sometimes I feel like that we have an over, we have so much more than we need. Um, and, and then I'm, and that's when, but, but you have, I have to ask him too, how should I redistribute this? Cause, because he's above the church. And so, I mean, I can give like even there's a bunch of missions that that I could give to, but so yeah. you kind of you kind of let God lead you in that direction. Um, and so far, it's worked out pretty well. I mean, honestly, since two years ago, we've been trying to try to give till it hurts. You know, give till you're scared. And mm-hmm. in those past two years, it, we're having we're actually better off than we were trying to save the last four um so the lord's been blessing us but but i still feel like that there is there's um there's some reservation on my part and and um and so that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at right now with the with the whole investment conversation to answer your to answer I your question. And, I, and, I, and I understand and I respect that. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see it as, as black and white on that just because I know um, on the investment side, the benefits, even of the church having an endowment or something that can make money off of interest or make money off of, you know, just, and then you have more money to do with it without having to put in a lot of more physical capital um, with regards to working. Um, and so if I can be in that position, as Derek was saying, I, I agree. Whenever lay not for yourselves treasure, there's people out there that want to make a name for themselves. And if that's your motivation, mm-hmm. then you're going to get that reward, which is empty and fleeting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're probably not going to get what you want with regards to that. You know, if that's what your goal is to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, I don't think that that verse necessarily was saying, don't try to make money because it, it, it talks about, you know, saving up and to doing and working and, and eating your own bread and doing that kind of stuff and, and having being self-sufficient and also supporting the church with whatever you've got. It may, there's, you know, yeah. every penny, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> the story, you know, of the, the one that gave, gave all, you know, exactly. And, they, and I mean, we can't yeah. really, you know, we can't also look at each other and, 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 and condescend a man of a low degree and say, okay, you're not providing for your family because you live in a 1500 square foot home. Like you right. know what I'm saying? Like you've got to realize no, I, that that you know someone strengths there too. Exactly, I mean, because some people basically are saying it, it'll go both ways. We can you can play the point and finger game, like yeah. hey, you know, well, if I had more money, blah blah blah, or you know, well, you're complaining because you don't have anything. Well, it's obviously a matter; it's a condition of the heart. But I think too, like, um, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys right now, which I can't stand that phrase. Because we always have to be honest, and I, I say to myself, I want to quit saying. <laughs> when, had, when were you lying to me? It's like because well, I mean, like well, I've had some people like there's been people like that preaching. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm like guys, come on, what are you serious? And like so, I, I, I try to catch myself. So there, I'm catching myself. I mean, where you know, I'm, I mean, as an individual and as a church, you know, really just 
we've been praying kind of like, you know, Lord, what do you want us to do? Like if it, if you want, you know, me to, and I don't know, like, I don't know what that exists, like sell all and, 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 and move to South Texas and, and open a, an orphanage. I don't know. I'm just thinking something, something random. And like, yes, it's not supporting the body of where I've been in church for 34 years, yeah. but, but that's not the point that God has for me. If that's not what God wants me to, God doesn't want me to be a part of Christ's name, but Holy Church, I love you guys, but you're not God. Um, I love feast meetings, but it's not God. I love Sunday morning service, but it's not God. And, and God may keep right. me there, but like, like that's like the, which retire has does nothing to do with retirement, but I'm thinking about like from a perspective of like where, like Derek was saying, like he wants to sell and move the campground. Fantastic idea. Go for it. You know, his, but I think if you, if you're, if, if God's telling you to strip it so you can focus, then that's the case. But I also, I will tell you this too. There's some things that we've done into Josh's point. He has a good point where like, um, that there's people that say, Hey, I don't have time for this or I am too old for this, but I believe that God is calling some people to this situation and I can financially support it. Yeah. And I'm that's why, and, for those people too. And those, <laughs> and those are like necessary body as cause, well. cause like, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, Paul, I don't think he had really had a job, but I don't, I don't think like, I think they're always a tent maker, but, but, but I mean, he had a tent he maker, but he, job. but he wasn't like his sustainability also too. He was traveling from house to house and being provided. And if you look at a lot of miss, a lot, some missionaries now, they may have saved up and they may be debt free and able to do things, but some of them also are getting sustainable donations. Um, so those things God has put on people's hearts to support these things where they're sending forth, you know, laborers. So I don't want to discredit like everybody sell everything, you know, cause in, in, and, and I'm, I'm right there with all, both the, all three, four of y'all guys. I want to be able to, if, if I'm part of Christ's the Holy church till I die and my family is, well, and my kids are, I want to be able to give to them, you know, on a regular basis. I think the the Bible is very clear about supporting a church. Yeah. I believe whenever Jesus told of the widow, um, or I guess didn't tell of it, it was whenever he saw the widow throw in her two mites. Mm-hmm. That wasn't two mites, like extra, and that wasn't. Hey, I know what I could do to help out other people with my money, either. Okay, it was she gave all she had to the church, and he was saying that that was very commendable. Now I'm not saying that we need to go do that or whatever. I I I have money in my checking account that has not yet been given to the church. Okay, I wasn't saying I've done that either, but I'm saying that there is a need for that and that we aren't islands to ourselves either with regards yeah. to that. Um, now I'm not preaching our church. Um, and I know that there has been abuse in this, but I don't want people to be leery of that because God has set up a body of Christ and an example in the Bible yeah. of the body of Christ where different people have different talents. Yes. And there's, there's some people that have a money making talent, you know, I, you wouldn't want my father-in-law running a power washer, you know, because it, he he gotten out there and did a power washer, you know, and and did fine. But it was a whole lot better when he paid somebody to come and power wash <laughs> the annex and the church, <laughs> and they did it all on a Tuesday, and uh, it would have been a lot better than him trying to do it himself. So I mean, there's there's benefits in time, and there's benefits in money, and I do think that we should support our church. Now, the happy medium of how much money I need to save up to where I'm good, where I can just pull back or or whatever. I mean. It is always going to be a struggle for me, I think. You know? You got that um, number? 
Yeah. Have you have you been taking notes on that one yet? <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah yeah. So what you um, what you got? Are you are um, you just joking? Well, I didn't know. You, I didn't know if you had a magic number. You need. I don't have a magic number because okay. that's what my struggle. The struggle is every day as well. <laughs> yeah, because like you, you that's work. a hard one to figure out. I guess what your financial right, so planners maybe, are for. Maybe if I, well, even then, like with regards to us working guys, how much we work as opposed to how much money we're able to give to the church to give back to to what we individually do and to be able to provide for our ha- families. What level of comfort? we're able to afford them. That's all subjective, you know? And I struggle with that, you know? Because, I mean, I'm going to be um, on the road tomorrow and then on the road on Wednesday. I got some jobs starting up in Myrtle Beach, and I'm losing family time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a legit trade-off because the benefits of me being successful in my career can far outweigh, you know, that extra family time that I could have spent not going out of town on a Tuesday and Wednesday. But that's an individual thing, you know? Yeah. There's other people that, that wouldn't want to do that or would say, hey, family time is more important than getting that extra, you know, however much money I'm able to make. Potentially, maybe not. <laughs> it depends on how the job goes, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. It, and it, I I mean, and it I really, I mean, I think, too, it, it, it just, like, back to Derek Oyo's point, I guess, coming to, like, it just kind of matters, like, what what is important in your life, you know, if you were, I guess, for say retiring, you know what I'm saying? Like right. saving souls. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If that's what, then you know, you could probably, and if your kids are out of the nest, you could, like you said, you could downsize um, and you can do things to make it work. I don't know. Maybe you can't, maybe you still have to work at a factory to 75. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe the church supports you. That's I mean, true. like there's, you know, there's, there's people with money that, you know, the Stephen fund and, and that kind of stuff with missionary stuff. That I think, you know, if you really, that was your only objective is saving souls, I think you could quit your job and you could find people that would support you. Um, And that's, there's a great uh, quote. I don't know who said it, but he says that there's some people who are called to go into the well. And there are some people who are called to hold the rope. And Mm -hmm. the analogy is that not everybody is called to do, you know, to give the missionary analogy. Not everybody's called to go to Africa or go to New Guinea or go to South America. And so, but they recognize the people that are, and they have the means to hold the rope, so to speak. Right. That way, I mean, they can get back, you know? And so, which is what I love about the, you know, when Christ said in the sermon, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. And so, you know, he adds to us when we're seeking him, he adds to us not only the things necessary to, you know, feed the body, clothe the body, house the body, but mm-hmm. he also adds that that spirit of discernment to know and and different ones, I think that discernment comes and it and it's and then they're able to because I know people in our church right now who have enough money and have had enough money for retirement for quite some time, but mm-hmm. they recognize their gain and they're able to redistribute to help further the gospel. And they're an essential yeah. part of our congregation. I couldn't do without them. 
you know. Oh yeah. So. I mean, we would not have the facilities we have. And yeah, that's, I, that's, love, that's what we could, <laughs> I love our cafeteria and our church, but without millionaires in the church, we would not have had those. I don't think. I mean, not not to the extent that we do. And do we need them that nice? You can argue that all day long. But I'm yeah. thankful God has afforded us the opportunity to have nice facilities. But I mean, and that's yeah. the thing too. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you can have. There's you need it takes both I, to some certain extent. Now, it doesn't take you know probably both to do a, some of the smaller things and and the calling. Like, not to confuse the listeners too. Like a calling to, to like whatever you know. Josh mentioned where if you just want to, you know, whatever your retirement looks like, but to focus on Christ and focus on your church and be a part of your local congregation that God's put you in. You know, that's sufficient. You know what I'm saying? That's not like yeah. a that's not a downgrade. Um, that's what God is calling you to do. I think you have to be obedient to what He's calling you to do, regardless of what He's calling you to do, because that's when you make it. That's when the problem is. Um, right. But like the. Uh, Man, he also said something too about the the cafeteria. Maybe had think another thought, and now I'm losing it. I can't remember. But there, but there is a real danger. I mean, the scripture is clear. There is a real danger in serving two masters. Um, and the, and I think for me, that's where the the investment side of things is very. Um, I've been it's it, it's something to be examined because. You were literally pouring into something, hoping for a return at a later date. And and the more you pour uh, into it, not only is the less you have to give at that certain time, but also you're you're tethering yourself to that mm-hmm. to that thing. And then so you better be real sure that what you're pouring into is something that when you get the judgment, you can tell God. Look, this was what you wanted me to do. I know this was what you wanted me to do, right. and and so it just I, and it's like I'm not going to tell anybody what like the, if they're pouring the valuable minutes of their life into something, I'm not going to tell them. You know, God's going to have to be the one to instruct that. But as He's instructing right. them, He's instructing me too. You see what I'm saying? So it's a it's right. a it's a careful it's a careful thing what we do with our time and with our money according to Jesus's words and according to where and where, and like he says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Um, and so it's, it, it's, a, this and that is goes a back to your motivation on, on whatever you're doing with your career path or you're making money or whatever, yeah. whatever that motivation is, mm-hmm. that's what, that's where your heart's going to be also, you know? <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And, and about, as you know, for my part, I mean, I, I believe God put me in my job and that's, I mean, I do. And he's, which, you know, by the way, we've got, um, someone at our work who's seeking the baptism of the Holy spirit. So y'all, awesome. I'm not going to name them. I doubt they'll ever hear it, but I don't know if they'd want to be named, but y'all pray for them. Um, yeah, they're, uh, it's been, it's been a long road, but hopefully they'll, They'll come to knowledge of sanctification. That would be fantastic. Um, yeah. But uh, we'll be in prayer. For yeah, that. just lift I them up. Just it. lift them up. While we're at it, pray for our country. People are crazy, y'all. Amen. They're <laughs> crazy <laughs> on all fronts. Like just people are crazy, y'all. Um, just just pray for our country. Show some more kindness. 
and uh, hopefully we'll get through some of this. It's, it's kind of like there's not an adult in the room, you know, kind of thing. It feels like, you know, <laughs> we just got a bunch of like substitute teachers and <laughs> all the kids are going crazy. And I'm sitting in the back of the class just kind of watching it and being like, man, I wish I wish some adult would come in right now. So you'll, you'll pray for our country, man. Josh, you need to do a part two, or you get everything you got. I mean, I am far from getting everything I got. I got the whole stack on actual investments. Like, I mean, and that doesn't necessarily have to be like you know. Um, we got four hundred one ks, four hundred three bs. We got, um, oh, you know, the Roth. Trying to explain the Roth to to some of our young adults out there that may not have the financial counseling that I that I was you know blessed with or whatever. Um, not saying that's you know crazy big blessing or whatever i'm just saying that the knowledge is power so if you know what's out there and it doesn't intimidate you you can kind of make some cool decisions you know um that could benefit you financially in the future um i guess we could also explore whether or not the, the stock market um investments are biblical or not i hope we don't find that they're not because <laughs> but, but we could, you know you definitely could explore it um nonetheless um so i've got a lot more i've got two dad jokes um if we got a second and we don't have a second we're, we're way over and i'm sorry but i really do appreciate we go over <laughs> well i mean you can go over but i still got a bid to take off guys you got cabinets you do you do yeah, like that, that just, right there is that when you work I do all shift. All okay shift. except for the first one yeah, that one's tough first one's no, questionable uh, yeah, yeah, um, but no, that that uh, I've still got a lot more, man. And hopefully, we can do another segment on investments. Um, I, I, I grew up listening to investment talk radio, and I, I I have a passion for it just because. I mean, I I just like I like I like it. I, I don't have I don't have a ton of money invested, but I like it. You know, it's just it's something that intrigues me. That and public policy, you know, <laughs> they don't they don't have they don't bearing. On my soul, but it, it can it can positively or negative to negatively influence your life, and yeah. I, I want to find the positive. So um, I want to be knowledgeable, and I want to share if I can. Not that I have a ton of knowledge, but share what little knowledge I have, so we all can have a little bit of knowledge. If you know, and maybe build on each other. So, um, dad jokes, Jacob and Rainy, wonderful. I mean, this is just great. Every every week we get. Them bringing in and and that that does warm my heart. It kind of you know it be it it makes it better for my heart being sad that we only got two jokes. I'm giving up. I mean your uh, your father in law you know one last week. I guess he thought maybe he didn't uh, didn't have a chance this week. I don't know if uh, he ended up getting his. He got his prize. He left. He said nothing. It's like it, you know. I mean, he came for he came for his check and he rolled out. Well, I was wondering if he got his prize. I was hoping he got it. And like, yeah, he sent a picture. Uh, he no, said, he "Not a, yeah." Okay, good. He, he's excited. He's like, "This thing is nice." Okay, well, good. Um, I thought I was like, he, "He's gonna like this one." You know, he quit coffee, drinking coffee. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. Um, but I, you know, maybe maybe he had a spiritual awakening. You know, caffeine is a drug, yep. and we, we we can explore that one. <laughs> Do the Mormons have it right on no caffeine? That, you know, <laughs> we can see. Um, uh, we, Jacob in between writes, how does a lemon answer the phone? <laughs> Yellow. 
<laughs> and Rainey and James Island writes, uh, what New Year's resolution should a basketball player never make? They should never resolve to travel more. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. LeBron. I mean, like, a quick, <laughs> a quick web search. Uh, do, y'all, do you guys know um, which, which famous Bible character had no parents? No parents. Uh, no that would be Joshua. He was the son of none. <laughs> hey, do you know who the smallest person in the Bible was? What? Here's a hint. It's not Zacchaeus. Hmm? It would be the Nehemiah. Uh. <laughs> Nehemiah. <laughs> Nehemiah. <laughs> and you know why Jesus stood at the door and knocked? Because Peter had the keys. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do you know that not all uh, the animals in Noah's Ark came in pairs? Actually, the uh, the worms came in the apples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know where the first tennis match was mentioned in the Bible, guys? No clue. First tennis match. Well, that was whenever um, you don't remember. Joseph served in Pharaoh's court. <laughs> uh, and you know, which, which servant of God was the worst lawbreaker in the Bible? Just the worst lawbreaker in the Bible. It was Moses. He broke all Ten Commandments at once. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Do you, you know what the difference is between Jesus and pizza? Jesus can't be topped. Oh, man, this is good stuff. Oh, man, good Joshua. Stuff. I mean, you got to stop. Yep. He's getting a lot of work done. Hey, hey, speaking of money, do you know who the, is the most business savvy woman in the Bible? Mm-mm. Pharaoh's daughter. Yep. She uh, actually went down to the bank of the Nile and pulled out a little profit. <laughs> <laughs> that one wins for the night. No, I'm just oh. kidding. I can't win my own stuff. But that was my favorite. She went down to the bank of the Nile and pulled out a little profit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, been, thanks for indulging me. I've been reading Exodus. Night. Maybe I'll start that off if I testify soon at church. There you yeah, go. You should definitely like, lead with that. You need to lead with it. You'll, you'll get everybody's attention. You're like, man, this guy's I'm good. Gonna, Who's going to be the one in the congregation? Amen. Nope, 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 Amen. nope, nope, nope. nope. Yeah. You're going to need to wear your skinny jeans and and, uh, and gel your hair up a little bit first, though. Man, yeah, talking about. with a joke. There's this guy, Anna's, oh, man, what's it called? Like, Preachers and Sneakers. It's actually, it's on, he's a guy on Instagram. And basically, he goes, I don't know how he's figuring this out, but he finds, like, these Mega church, you know, very progressive Christian, which we need to talk about that. It's an interesting topic. Um, pastors that like are wearing the jeans, wearing the sh- like the, the tennis shoes and the shirts. And he yeah. basically price charts everything out. So like the jeans are like 200 bucks. The shirt's like 350, you wow. know, the jacket's like another 250 and like, and, and like the, the shoes or whatever are like a hundred mm-hmm. bucks. And, and, Anyway, it's just a knock on like, all right, so this guy's preaching, but he's got like, he's probably got like 10 grand or like, you know, three grand on his, 
his outfits. What you oh, talking yeah. about the skinny jeans? That's pretty. Uh... Oh man, Derek. Derek, yep. maybe if you work full time, you can buy another <laughs> set of headphones. Yeah, preachers and sneakers. Check it out. He's slaying, getting after the pastors. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Let's check it out. Let me okay. see if I. Why oh, you keep going? Sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Um, I did. Uh, I did appreciate that, guys. Get your jokes in. Speak as you moved at gmail We have two winners this week, and you're a winner if you contributed this week. So thank you, Jacob and Rainey. Got you a prize coming to you. And um, see, if you ought to contribute, it could have been you. So snooze, you lose. But um, It's I, Preachers I, in Sneakers, like in. Preacher, okay, Preachers in Sneakers. Okay, I'll check that out. On the advice of Matt. And um, anybody else have anything? Anybody have any prayer yeah, requests? I got one. This, this guy's handbag was from Saks Fifth Avenue for the preacher. $1,250. Nice he, he's the pre- Bishop Jakes in the Potter's House. Potter's House of Dallas, oh. baby. Hey, there was that one that um, his last Steve- name's Copeland, and like the reporter gets in his face, and he gets like crazy eyes on him about like because I guess he had to buy a new jet or something, and he did not like being checked on it at all. It's really funny to watch, but yeah, it's also kind of sad because people Mid. give their life savings. Work their whole life, save up their life savings in the four one k patch, and then guys. give it to crazy people like that because they feel like it's that was fun. Yeah. So Stephen Furtick is a repeat offender. <laughs> one of his shirt. He's the elevation guy. Yeah. Five hundred forty dollars for his t shirt. Guys, gracious. I could go on and on. I, Nineteen eighteen hundred dollars. I mean, some people are, may have expensive suits. So I don't really know. I just feel like these Adidas Yeezy foam shoes. Man, I'm just I'm rabbit trailing five hundred dollars. They're like Crocs and steroids for five hundred bucks. <laughs> the point of Crocs is they're cheap, but five hundred. All right, I'm done. Sorry, Josh. Uh, all right, let's play it out. <laughs> yeah, Matt, let's, Matt. Let's. Uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it. And if we were still hanging out drinking coffee, like, or maybe not coffee decaf, um, we could uh, we could explore this further. But we got to let our listeners go. They, they're going to get some sleep. Hit the ground running tomorrow. Um, so anyway, but guys, I do appreciate everybody. I think it, um, I think it, it went well, and I, and I appreciate everybody bearing their souls, um, kind of seeing where we're all coming from. So I do appreciate it. Um, and uh, but anyway, if you have any any ideas for topics, um, we would love to hear those. Speak as you moved at gmail dot com, and um, I guess we will have you back here eight thirty tomorrow uh, next week at Monday night. That's right. All right, man. Well, um, I guess we lost Derek again. So um, no, he's still Patrick. Here. I'm here. I'm you lost here. Patrick. We did lose lost, Patrick. <laughs> we lost Patrick. Okay. I knew someone. Was yeah, I don't know what I knew someone dropped. Matt was like, "Oh, Derek," and I'm like, "My earbuds are still good." Like, I don't know what's going on. I know why y'all picking me, man. I'm doing good. Leave me alone. Oh. I, had, I even well, switched that... to one. We already, we already, we already uh, ran the battery out on one side. Oh, you did the the one side and the yeah, one side. Good for you. Wow. Yeah, big boy now. Wow. Right, well, well, big boy, you want to pray us out? <laughs> I will. Bed? All right, man. Well, shut her down. I appreciate it. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for the opportunity to get on here and talk to each other and have some conversation, Lord. 
it does our soul good, and I pray that it does all the listeners well too. And most of all, pray that it would glorify you in some way, and it would not return into you void. And just pray that you would uh, go with all those who are having trouble tonight, all the ones that are sick, all the ones that have experienced loss. And just pray that you would comfort them. And just pray that you would uh, continue to bless us and help us to be a blessing to those around us. God, God, direct us, and I will be done. Amen. Amen. Thanks, buddy. Y'all have a good night, night boys. Good night. Enjoyed it. Night.